There's a special brunch happening that has never happened before. No, our inaugural brunch this weekend. We figured why not kick it off during the final four, which was crazy. What the but hell yeah, are you exactly. thinking is the question. Honestly. Give them what they want. People you have, have been asking for brunch. But don't you so think that's butchering the board? It is. It kind of it is. is. Scott wanted to do a hog roast, so we've got guest chef Scott Pampoo here. By the way, this is Chef Tommy Begno yes. talking, and he is at Butcher and the Boar. How long have you been here now? I've been... It'll be two years this summer. Okay. So coming up on two years. Um, busy. Busy last couple of years. We're yeah. opening a new store down in Charleston. Right. Oh, so I did not know the last that. last six months. Yeah. And then I kind of took over Four Bells kind of in an interim phase. And right. Charleston will be like a whole new thing because you're doing the southern cooking yes. in the south. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you better be good so, at it, Chuck. Well, we're trying. Yeah. I mean, like that's, like, that's really going to the Mecca and saying, it is. check us out. My roots are Lafayette, Louisiana, so I know a little thing about Southern stuff. cooking. Yeah, you're not you got, afraid. You got some cred. But trying to bring barbecue or smoked meats down to the south is... Daunting. Yeah. So Big I met, balls. I met your GM, so he seems ready and good yes, to go. Yes, Steven. So that's good. Yeah. But so that's... I love that he's here learning and seeing how you do things. Trying because to... Because you have to take... If you're going to be butchering the board down there, you have to be what's here. Yes. You we, know? We need to replicate... The success of this restaurant is built upon the fact that it's not like any other restaurant. Right. I mean, it's rock and roll. It's unapologetic. It's smoky. It's, it's smoky. fiery. <laughs> it's bourbon. Um, and we need to replicate that. We can't be, for lack of a better, the Pussy footing around. Yeah. You know, we need to be rock and roll. We need to stick to what we know. Yeah. And I think that that's, I mean, how old is Butcher and the Boar now? I don't even seven know. Seven years now. So it's seven years, and this is continually one of the places that is hard to get into i mean it's hard because you guys are booked because people keep coming and they love it yeah. a lot of towners know it and they they go here yeah we've been really lucky the fact that you have the beer garden open all year round is which is fantastic fantastic thing yes and i think that you have you know it's like if so if you're in the seven year stretch right now yeah. you're kind of figuring out like you know do you keep going in the same way do you make adjustments do yeah. you, how do you do things you know i think we've done well i mean obviously when 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 Jack and, and, and the old, the former um, chefs here, we've, we've kept their vision alive. I mean, yeah. obviously, our number one selling dish is still that beef long bone. Oh, the beef and, long and bone, the Fred Flintstone yeah, piece the Fred of Flintstone. meat. And, and that was a dish that, that Jack came up with. That If we were to take that thing off the menu here... Yeah. It would, It'd be a riot. Oh, wow. I know. Also, um, the Brussels sprouts. It's a blessing sprouts. and a curse because that <laughs> thing is... It's a 14-hour smoke process. We cure it overnight. It takes up so much room in the cooler. Yeah, but but you have to do it. We sold a hundred of them last night. Get out! A hundred of those dang bones. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. 
Over I, 300 sausages last night. I mean, it was. Oh, so wow. So, for the Final Four being town, have you noticed, like, did, you didn't get bought out, obviously. No, no. I don't know anybody who really got bought no, out. No, we, we've got a couple of large events, VIP events, this and that, but uh, no, no buyouts. Okay. We that's kind of nice for everybody that's it's local. Great. It's great. So there's uh, that's and that's the thing about the the NCAA I think is different than the Super Bowl is it, and it's and I think it's a good different. I feel like just me personally, there's a ton of people walking around downtown. It's more people based than corporate based. For yes, some that's that's kind of what we've seen. Starting on Wednesday, Texas Tech fans started coming in, and then oh, Virginia was Thursday. Last night it was all Michigan State. Fun. And uh, so yeah, it's it's been great. We you know we've met a lot of the, the big pro athletes were all in last night and. It was, it was, we were cooking until almost one in the morning last night. Oh my God. When the pro athletes come, what kind of foods do they order? All of the meats. <laughs> All of the meat. They yes. get the meat sweats. So Steve Smith was in last night, former um, NBA player for 15 years. Yeah. And he ordered the, the 36 ounce porterhouse. Wow. One pound of Alaskan King crab legs and two sausages. And Holy he's a, buckets. He's a very thin man. I was surprised. But and, he did good. Wow. I know. you got to think that they work that stuff out, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think their their uh, workout regimen is a little bit more strict than mine. <laughs> so let's talk about brunch, though, because you decided to do brunch. <laughs> just why not? Let's just do brunch. Trial by fire. I know. And what, like going into brunch, what was your game plan? Like what to you makes a successful brunch? You know, we, we tossed around the idea of doing family style because that's kind of, that's what, that's what we're known for. Yeah. You know, it's it's large cuts of meat. Big it's plates. family style sides. So we tossed that idea against um, uh, buffet style. We knew we didn't want to do a la carte. Just the, the line set up here and then trying to transition between brunch and dinner service. Right. That is, is, is going to be nightmare. impossible. Yeah, uh-huh. right. So we came up with, a, uh, I think, a really good buffet. We kind of looked around at what everybody else was doing. Manny's does a terrific buffet on the big holidays. Yep. So we kind of took their... I guess guidelines of their menu and said let's make it our own and you know it's the the smoked prime rib the hog roast crawfish etouffees you know the amazing brussels sprouts that we serve everywhere yeah. beer garden full dining service it's delicious it is really a nice spread and it's I love a buffet so let's just go there but it's a buffet that feels manageable like it's kind of you can get around it on one plate and then yes. go back for seconds. It isn't like you have all this whole dining room of places to yeah. walk around. It's compact. It's delicious. Everything is being refilled quickly. I mean, it just—it was really spectacular. Yeah, we're, we're we're at the advantage of having Chad Walden, who was the AGM of Manny's for six years, and he ran all of their brunches over there. So all right. So he's yeah, kind he of was the guy. he's guru. standing there yeah. right now, yes. actually. So it's Mother's Day, Father's Day, and Easter if people Easter want to get brunch. For now. Yeah. And uh, I think we might, you might see more of them, little yeah. pop-up brunches right. here and there. I like it. Uh, yeah, How do people th- find out? You know, we're, we, right now it's social media and word of mouth. Okay. Um, but I think we've got updates on the website for the Easter and Mother's Day and this yeah. and that. Great. And then, obviously, um, come on down, have dinner. You'll hear all about it, I'm I know, sure. right? <laughs> That's I fun. love it. Thank you, Chef. Yes, my yeah. pleasure. You got to get back and get cooking. I better. Yeah, All no, right. I'm a little worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all. It's so busy. Thanks, Thanks so for much, being Steph. here today. Steph, when we talk about um, just brunch in general, do you have like a strategy when you go to a buffet? Like, do you do the fruit first, the veggie second, and then the meats? Or how do you, how do you handle your brunch dining? I don't have any 
I have no strategy. <laughs> I have no strategy, and I also usually come to brunch pretty hungry because I've either worked out or done something beforehand. Yeah. And I have. I eat all the things very fast. It's a bad <laughs> idea. Do not follow me. I literally got like the two kinds of eggs. Yeah. I did not do the shrimp etouffee, which I'm glad because I know that that spreads out on your plate. I had that, but the rice kind of kept it contained. Yep. And I just thought, I'm going to hold. I just have to tell you that there are many, many men high-fiving and clapping hands here. This is Final Four at its best. This is so bro. Like, the Super Bowl was so less bro than Final Four is. Final Four is so bro. Well, and we're in a bro-y restaurant, right? Like, the smoke is just pouring out but and the there's the pig. the amount of hand clapping and high-fiving is, like, there's more of that than there are eggs in this place. And we're at <laughs> freaking brunch. See, can you hear this? Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. I mean, it's fun. It's awesome. Yeah, But it's fun. just, that's the thing. That's the difference. The thing. I love it. Um, okay. I had a brunch cocktail I want to talk about. Please. So they had a banana bread Manhattan or old fashioned. And that's a thing that I don't normally, I don't go for sweet cocktails, but like I also don't eat donuts in front of brunch. A lot of people order a cinnamon roll and they order a donut and they sit down with it. And I'm not for that. You're I don't more want, savory. No, I want, but if I'm going to have sweet, I'm going to go with a drink that's sweet to start. It was good. It was really good. So what they do, you guys, it's a banana bread old-fashioned. It's got cinnamon and banana-infused Stranahan's single malt whiskey. This Stranahan's is really great stuff. What they do is they mash up a banana with, and they let it soak in the whiskey, and they infuse it. And then they put in some... Aztec chocolate bitters, some walnut bitters, and some little bit of sugar. Demera I could syrup. totally taste that walnut bitters because yes. I was feeling like it was a little molasses. That was a top, like, uh, that was a, or like that would be my dessert. I would rather have that than any sort of ice cream that you could ever possibly give me. Love it. Uh, I had the grapefruit mimosa, and what they did is they had fresh grapefruit juice. They made a honey syrup with elderflower, and then it was finished with a little bit of orange blossom. Yeah. It was really fresh, very light, but different than just a traditional grapefruit mimosa. It was a little elevated, as it were. That's good. Very nice. Very nice. Good. Well, I hope that they did it. And just so you guys understand a little bit about what was on the buffet, they had some, you know, they had uh, a grilled Caesar salad that was so smoky and Loved. Beautiful. Loved. You so forget great. how awesome grilled salad is because we've been in the dregs of winter. Did you try the smoked potato hummus? I did. Yeah. That I did. was really good. Sweet potato hummus. Sorry. It was, Yep. Uh, we said that crawfish etouffee. There was uh, some really black and beautiful andouille sausage, pecan smoked bacon. The dr- the green chorizo scramble was very good too. I had that. Yep. But then just the regular scramble was beautifully soft. By I the noticed way. that, and, and I was, was the torn. I hate you. What? I was torn because oh. I saw the two scrambles. Oh, I got both. I got both. <laughs> I totally went both. If you have All a, in. if you have a soft scramble, I will be your lover forever. And it's Seriously. hard to do a soft scramble in a brunch setting That's and to what keep I was it so nice. Impressed by. Yeah. Like that was nuts. Uh, they had some horse they had the red hot brussels like Tommy yes, said. Yes, delicious. Wood fired sweet potatoes, which I didn't get at, but I would I, I had would, those. See, I would go back for those wood fired this is this would be my second game plan. I would get the wood fired sweet potatoes. I would put some of the red hot Brussels sprouts on top of that. They're fantastic. And then I would put the runny or the soft <laughs> eggs on that. All over the above. Yeah. I just saw the most fantastic orange blazer on a man. Well, it's Virginia. Yeah, there you go. It's he's Virginia. like he's all he's ready to go. So I have been helping through the Skyways all <laughs> week, like since Thursday. They are terrified of the Skyways. Like they are like they think that they're gonna like be trapped in the Skyway system. Yeah. Which, I mean, you that it's a trick. It might be. It's a possibility. 
Um, Scott Pampoo did the um, pig, the whole pig here, and everybody's posing with for pictures in front of the whole pig. That's the difference between the South and the North, honestly. Like, we, there's, like, only foodies go and take their pictures with pig heads. <laughs> Down South, they're all like, oh, there's a pig. There's Let's a go. pig. There's our, there's our spot. There's yeah. our moment. I love that actually, and it's going I full a bore. Of them doing the picture. If I had not been broadcasting, it's very, very funny. Also, I have to say, sitting, we're sitting at the end of the bar. We're sitting very close to the door, and the, every time the door opens, the smell from the fire comes in, and that makes me happy. It's fantastic. It makes me very, very happy. Um, when you think about brunches in the Twin Cities, just in general, don't you feel like there's been a total brunch revival in the last year? Like when you worked in the restaurant business, no, no, brunch no, not was the last year. The last like. Seven years. Okay, so when you worked in the restaurant business, though, like nobody wanted to work brunch. That was just like the dreaded shift. I don't think people necessarily want to work brunch either. Still, that's a different side of things. But I think a lot of people want to go to brunch, and it is delicious. But the millennials love brunch. I know. Why is that? Because they they love boozy brunches because they don't have kids. They don't have kids. Yeah, they can go out and they can like. And also, it's a communal thing. They meet up their family. They're not going to family dinners. They're going to brunch. And right. Their chosen family is where the, that they're hanging out with. Yeah. My niece, Sadie, goes to brunch all the time and yeah. loves brunch spots. Um, what are some of your favorite brunch spots? Do you do brunch? Because You know what? This is the weirdest part. Uh, because, like, I enjoy a good brunch, but I'm not. We work Saturdays. We work Saturdays. And then Sunday's the day of rest. We often go to brunch, like, now. Like, yep. this would be the time that we brunch. But I will never... I mean, right now, Sunday is hard for me to get out to go to a brunch. I think Birch Steak has a tremendous brunch. Yep. And I've had a lovely brunch there. Um, I think... I like the Lake Elmo Inn brunch. It's traditional. There's yeah. tables and tables of beautifully orchestrated food. I will never food. haul my butt to Lake Elmo Inn. <laughs> never. Never. Not for a million dollars. And that is nothing to say about them. That's all about me. I think that they have... I'm a little bit sad that I will never see the tremendous It's really pretty. Of the buffet that they have there because it is so far for me and that is a morning thing and it just won't happen i like the uh, bloody mary bar at birches on the lake and then they have one at the happy gnome too yeah that well, happy gnome bloody mary the bloody mary bar hell's kitchen obviously has the yes best one it's yes like two miles of bloody mary bar but you know it's all right the virginia people are creeping oh ever God, closer the virginia, they're expanding the virginians are they're so drunk already what time is it noon uh, yeah. I guess it's already 1 p.m. their time. So, they seem you know, like they're they're having a good old time. time. I know. I uh, what's your brunch cocktail? Is it a Bloody Mary or are you more like, like I I'm a mimosa love, girl? I don't love brunch cocktails. I really don't. So when you go to brunch, what do you drink? Coffee. Really? Yeah. You just skip the drinks altogether? Well, I wouldn't say I do because I just drank a sure. thing and now I'm at a Bloody Mary. I often get a Bloody Mary, but I ask for it to be... Very light on the booze, if any. That's just, smart, I, Stephanie. I don't like being tired in the afternoon. I have shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I succumb, and then, like, my whole day is ruined, and yeah. then I have to go home and nap. No, I and think then there's six a o'clock. time after that you and I met at Happy Gnome for a podcast. Oh, yeah. blitzed after that. It happens, and then I have to go home and take a nap, and then I wake up at six o'clock, and we have plans, like, to go out to dinner, or I'm going to make dinner, and I'm just like, no, food does not sound good. My husband's here, and he's laughing. I don't even, I just don't want to be, I can do like a drink or like a little bit of a couple of things, but the idea of like bottomless mimosas, I can't imagine your sugar headache by 5 p.m. from that. Okay, I'm not going to lie. That sounds like heaven. Oh. That's my favorite time to drink is midday. If I like, I like day drinking. And I don't then, mind. I guess if I'm going to day drink, 
more of like a planned thing than I need to be like. Like I would go to Monte Carlo. I would get a basket of wings and a martini Yum. at like 2 p.m. and I would start there. And then I would continue as oh, far as I could. Oh, see, I'm done by 6 o'clock. Yeah, but no, like I don't want to start at 11 and then do it. I'll start at 11, but I'll be done like, I, and I'm not one of those people that can go all day and into the evening. No. Heck no. no. I'm done. No. I'm a lightweight in that regard. All right, so. Well, I think we'll have a second session with Scott Pampu when he comes back with fried chicken. And we'll talk a little bit about what he's doing at Four Bells. Yeah, because he's the new chef there. Yeah, and so he's trying to repair. And it's the same company, Butcher and the War, so that we're trying to learn a little bit about challenges of bringing back a thing that has been banished from the menu. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Okay, we are back on the podcast with Chef. Scott Pampu from Four Bells. Hello, friend. How's it going? Oh, hello. Hello. You are bringing it back at Four Bells. How long have you been there? <laughs> I'm bringing. It Dep- d- depends on what 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 is it? What is it? What is it? There's like there's the like four jush. songs right there. What is it? Bringing it back. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, four Bells. Uh, I have been there now a total of six weeks. And we are, the easiest way to say it is just getting back to the roots of what everybody loves about Four Bells, which is southern-influenced food, seafood, uh, oysters. Uh, I'm going to bring a little more pig to the party on this menu, you might say. Yep, because um, pig is your wheelhouse. Probably. And, uh, but, yeah, all the, all the southern classic shrimp and grits is back on the menu. The fried chicken is back on the menu. So, yeah. Your fried chicken is fantastic. Is it all right? Yeah. So he, he, the big thing was to talk about, like, so it went away for a while. And then, because they had a little rotation of shifts, they opened with this yes. idea that they were going to do, and it was a pressure cooker chicken. Yes. And so that's a different thing than a battered and dropped into a fryer chicken. And that's a specific, that's something that I feel like people didn't never said. And I was always, right. Right. it's a this, thinner skin. Right. And this, this, this is the thing about this fried chicken is that we, I think we in the north in Minnesota, we know it as something called broasted. Broasted chicken. Broasted, broasted. chicken. Yes. yes. And everybody kind of thinks of broasted chicken as gas station chicken, bar chicken. or bar chicken. Exactly. But it is a, it's, it's a very different type of fried chicken. It's yeah. more about the juiciness of the meat. Uh, we do a three-day pickle brine with a bunch of fresh dill. There's lemon to it. And then when we do fry it, it does come off very sort of Carolina in that it's a really thin crust. That's yeah. what makes it yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yes. But, yes. I mean, some people want the big, thick, crusty, like the Revival Boys. Yeah. They've got a bigger, thicker crust. It's a crust, double batter. And that's yep. like. Exactly. And that is has its place, but there's just another place for this. Thin, you know, chicken. Well, I mean, just as everybody keeps, you know, I, everybody said, okay, we did Southern food, you know, Minneapolis now, you got Revival, you got a Handsome Hog, you got all these places. I mean, Smack Shack is New Orleans inspired, right? Sure. I mean, right. sure. you've got all of this Southern food and everybody for a period of time is like, oh, that's it. What's the new trend? And it's like, wait a minute. Southern food is truly an American cuisine. And within that... To say that the colonel only gets to dictate what our fried chicken is is sort of ridiculous. Right. So fried chicken from the Carolinas to Atlanta to Louisiana to Alabama, uh, up into Memphis, you know, where Thomas is from, you know, um, their fried chicken is very different. And, and it's all there, regional. And then, like, there was our mom's fried chicken in the Midwest where exactly. it was, like, uh, 
uh, dipped in the shake and bake. Wonder, was, yeah. That wonder of flour. <laughs> or the runt wonder of flour. And then just yep. pan fried. So yep. that's a little bit lighter, exactly. different kind More of. More of like a fricassee yes. or like a, you know, a, we know chicken fried steak. Yeah. And then you right? make gravy with it. And you make yep. gravy with it and that sort of thing. And that was always just kind of straight flour. And, you know, if you're crazy, maybe a little salt. Yep. Right? <laughs> Mom, you know, there was very, very little Your fried seasoning. chicken reminds me of that kind, where yeah. the batter's lighter. Yep. It kind of pulls off in one sheet. Yep. And it's very moist. Yep. It yeah, moist. and the chicken itself is just juicy as all Yeah, there's, there, there, there's just a crazy amount of flavor once you get past the crust. And I think that's what makes it so unique to any other fried chicken that's going on in town. All right, so it's four bells. How does that feel to be back in that kitchen? Does it feel good to you? Are you bringing your guys along, or well, is it a yeah, whole new here's, crew? I mean, for me, it's it's you know, for us for us folks that have been around the block, right? I mean, <laughs> sixteen ten Harmon Place yeah. is an iconic address. It sure is, you know. And I remember going to that place as Joe's Garage, Joe Kaplan, and Joe still comes in. Yep, he's still you know a man about town, and he pops in and. Um, that's, that had a lot to do with me stepping into this kitchen is, is that is such an iconic address. And I love that history. Um, Loring Park is a gorgeous location. I mean, it's, it's all right there. Yeah. You know, it's it all right there. I mean, it's urban. Noth- nothing against, nothing against, you know, that other neighborhood up on Washington and all these other little neighborhoods East in downtown. Side. This, this, I mean, Loring Park, this was an original downtown neighborhood. Yeah. So yeah, yep. it was the first. But yeah. So the thing about coming into a kitchen and sort of helping them regain uh, a piece, they've sort of, I mean, I'm just going to be honest, they kind of lost their way sure. with a couple of chef changes. Yep. And so bringing you in, who has had an influence with this kind of food and cooking before, yep. you get to bring a little bit of your stamp, but then you also have to respect, it's not like you get to open your own restaurant. It's a whole Oh, 100%. Place. It is its own place already. Yep. So has that been a challenge, trying to figure out like that balance? Well, I think I, the biggest challenge for us right now, obviously the Twin Cities is an extremely competitive market. Yeah. When, you know, when I was in the game way back when, it was a totally different scene. It's been um, definitely challenging to understand how fast things move right now. Um, As far as the team, as far as the menu, yeah, there's a lot of regulars at this restaurant that have stuck through. I mean, this July is four years for Four Bells. Um, There's a lot of customers that say, you got to bring this back, you got to bring this back. So it is a little bit of that what what has made four bells amazing but also we need to be relevant in a restaurant market that's very different so, and it has to evolve like it can't be stuck exactly. in the same thing all the exactly. time yeah you know i mean we brought back um we we the the fried chicken is back on the menu the delta sauce is there we kept the lavender butter but at the same time i will tell you we have a new menu that's going to be arriving probably may after that certain pork competition in town. Um, Are you going to be participating? Scott <laughs> you are? Yes. Okay, yep. nice. Finally, so. no longer the butcher bridesmaid on the yes, side. Yes, exactly. He's I no actually longer. going to the dance. <laughs> Is this your first time you've competed? To compete, yes. Okay, Just I find that. on the side of it. Yeah, yeah, I find that amazing because when I think of pork, like you and. But he hasn't been attached to a restaurant really in yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah. That's fantastic. U of M, it's not yeah. Like represent the U of M. Yeah, and I, you know, and I got to do a heritage breed hog that first year, 
Um, you know, we did it whole hog style. We brought it in. And then the last couple of years, I was able to butcher, which is something I also love. Yes. And work with the culinary students at St. Paul, um, St. Paul Tech, St. Paul Campus. Um, so this year, to actually be able to compete, um, to your point, Steph, about bringing my friends and my team and guys, you know, um, I've, I've, I have uh, a gentleman by the name of Nikki Eber, who is kind of the perpetual CDC next you to me. You know what? Nikki, I think, <laughs> is like more than just a, a separate person. I feel yes. like you guys might actually be surgically attached. Like he we might be may... your twin coming out yes. of your uh, middle. I think it is. I think it is. Nikki literally he... goes everywhere Scott Yes, goes. he does. I can't believe I've never met him. Oh, yeah, my God. He's... You have met him. You yeah. just don't remember. Yeah, You're the guy yeah. that taught me how to, like, cut a chicken. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember Good that Earth, class. Yeah. Good Acre, sorry. You taught yeah. me how to like cut apart a chicken, Butcher and a chicken, I still yeah. do it yeah. based on everything yeah. you taught me. Exactly. So, but there is a lot of young. Uh, there's a lot of young cooks coming up that have actually come into the restaurant. Um, a couple of graduates from St. Paul campus. I have uh, in the kitchen. I've met uh, two or three other people. I have an amazing pastry chef. Actually, I have two pastry chefs. Uh, one got out of the front of the house, and she went back into pastry because it was her thing. Um, and then another pastry chef who, um, she does her own chocolate work. She worked in Spain for two and a half years. She's got techniques that I have not seen. Um, cool. Extremely talented people. So, yeah, it's fun to be it's fun to be putting a team back together. Yeah. You know, put a crew back together again. And But, of course, Nikki is always Nikki's there. Nikki's there. <laughs> Tell us one thing from the new menu to look forward to. Uh, one thing from the new menu. Uh, I'm going to give you two things. One that's currently on the menu. You always give us a bonus. Always, always bonus. One thing that's on the menu. We have this amazing fried chicken, right? Yeah. We have amazing gumbo. Oh, why not? Kurt, my husband loves a good gumbo. Leg, stick it in a bowl of gumbo oh. and call it a happy place. Yeah, that's so. That's, like a that's one. <laughs> that sounds really yeah. good. Yeah. So that's yeah. on the menu now and will not be going anywhere. But Nikki and I see oysters is also a thing yep. at this restaurant, and Nikki's Nikki's uh, pretty much going to be running the menu as far as the raw bar is concerned. Yep. So we're going to do this little thing. We're going to call two by two, which is basically you're going to get two little lovely nuggets of fried chicken thigh. Yeah. And then you're going to get two oysters. Yum. We're just going to do it as a little share plate up front with a couple of little fun sauces. Oh, I love good. that. So we're just going to call it two by two. Two Could oysters, two pieces of fried chicken. One of the things that's so hard to find in this town is Clams Casino. And it's pro- Clams Casino. Clams Casino. Yeah. And I'm sure it's because clams are hard to find. But, like, an oyster casino could work. Like, why doesn't anybody do that? Well, that's been on the menu at Four Bells for quite some time. Yeah. Oh, well, we do, okay. we do, I guess I better go do, back, even though do, I've been We do Oysters Casino, and we do Oysters oh, Rockefeller. I know, and Rockefeller's not the same. You should really I want get the out casino. and eat at a restaurant, maybe. Okay, what is hilarious, though, is I have there. eaten there. I have, like, <laughs> been there the whole time with that restaurant. So, I'm always up there on the top getting the frozen Negroni and no. then right. getting that, that sweet uh, I go in the winter hummus. and I yeah. sit That's and I eat. That's not going anywhere, is it? Peanut the hummus? peanut hummus has not been around for oh. quite some time. Last summer was the last I'm, time I was there. I'm, I'm working on, I may have talked to another southern lady who yeah. we all know, Miss Molly. She Yes. She and so I'm, I'm working on tracking down this recipe. All right. If not, I'll be making my own. Peanut and, hummus and pimento cheese. Yeah. You're good. No, don't. Well, yeah, I'm not. I, I'll, I'll be very honest. Pimento cheese is sort of, to me, I love it. Everybody can go online to Bon Appetit, get the best recipe, go for it, make it at home. 
but I think those so like when we talk about menu and talk about being back in the game in a restaurant we have to do things that still make people go wow how does that happen and want to leave their house exactly and want to leave their house you can make pimento cheese at home or you get it in six other places yes he should not do pimento cheese right and what we want to do is something else we want to do something so nikki and i i mean that's Again, my 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 he's right here. My 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 third arm. Um, he and I are going very deep into some New Orleans recipes. Um, did you know down in Memphis there's a huge uh, tamale culture? No. Yes. I love tamales. And so we're working on potentially some sort of thing that's gonna come kind of up oh, the weird. river. Okay. Um, so there's there's a lot of we're gonna go much deeper into southern and not just the you know not just the hall and oats 10 hits okay pam poo right, well we're excited so it's four bells it's four bells it's check it out Park. the new menu will be out did you say mid-may 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 all right and we'll let you know on weekly dish when it's out thanks for joining us as usual go virginia no have Yay. a great uh final four folks